This is Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. It's new people, new policies, and new pros for today's women on the move. We're kicking off our summer season, and we are celebrating a season of health, healing, hope, and happiness. Women's health and overall well-being is now trending in the top 10 of today's wellness trends. In today's conversation, you will learn of a successful seven steps process to creating the life you love. And now here's your host, Deborah Harmon Pugh. Welcome to Women Veterans Rock on the Hill. It is the award-winning podcast for today's women on the move. And I am your host, Deborah Harmon Pugh. This summer season, we are going to deliver a timely and inspirational series that is dedicated to all of you. This summer, perhaps now more than ever, we could all use some inspiration to help keep us committed to the work of designing healthier lives and working to create a life that we love. This year's summer series is dedicated to a much needed season of health, healing, hope, and of course, happiness. Today's special guest is Dr. Joanne White. She is an international speaker, a number one best-selling author, an award-winning corporate coach, and corporate consultant. She is transforming lives and businesses to success and to wellness. Dr. White has been featured on CNN, Good Housekeeping, WebMD, and NBC. So please join me in welcoming Dr. Joanne White after this short break. Ally Bank is committed beyond banking. They are making banking smarter and simpler. Their commitment is to their customers and serving every community. They encourage working better together and they are relentless in ally action. As connected corporate citizens, they are focused on environmental, social, and governance issues to promote positive social change and successful business results, which have been at the core of who they are for 100 years. Ally Bank, a responsible corporate citizen who sparks positive change through social impact. This episode is sponsored in part by our longtime community partner, Chestnut Hill College. Chestnut Hill College is a certified yellow ribbon institution and a military friendly college. It has a distinguished history of supporting America's student veterans, military families, and the community at large. We are proud to have this fine academic institution as one of our supporting community partners. It's our 12th anniversary, and we're celebrating all of our national and community partners as we work together in building a pipeline of equality in public service, business leadership, and civic engagement for today's women and girls on the move. Hello, my name is Dr. Joanne White, and I am both excited and honored to be a part of the podcast posse here at Women's Veterans Rock on the Hill podcast. Greetings, Dr. Joanne White. We are very excited to have you join us here at Women's Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. I'm so excited to be here, too. Thank you for having me. Well, I have to tell you, we are very excited to have you join us at this time because this is our summer series on health, 
healing, hope, and happiness. And you are the perfect person to be one of our first guests for this series. Everyone knows that you are an experienced and well-respected corporate coach. You've worked with so many giants, corporate giants such as WebMD, Good Housekeeping, Women's World, and Women's Day. So we're just delighted that you accepted our invitation. It's my pleasure and my honor. One of the things I also want to share with our guests that you are the host of an amazing show called Power Your Life. So Dr. Joanne, please tell us, what do you mean when you coined that phrase, creating the life you love. You know, it's so important that we live a life that we are excited about and passionate about, and we really do have to create it. When we create something, it's about putting a lot of energy and thought and excitement and passion and also the work that goes into moving it forward so it's not just in our minds, but it's actually coming out in the reality so that we can live it and and feel it and express it and share it with others. Well, you and I first met a few years ago when you wrote an amazing uh, piece that was included in the Women's Handbook for Self-Improvement. And that was the first time I heard you talk about and give information about creating the life you love. And there's actually a seven-step process that you talk about. And perhaps you can share some of those golden nuggets with us here today. You indicate that step one of that process is around imagination. Could you share with us a little bit more what you mean by that? Imagination is a beautiful thing that we all have. Some people say, oh, I'm not imaginative, I can't, but we all have that within us. We can dream, we can create, and, and we can create from scratch, but we have to be able to do so with a vision, with a plan, with a sense of purpose, and be able to truly design it so that that vision, that wonderful aspect that we're passionate about, that we dream about, that we would like to put out into the world, isn't just a dream, but actually is fueled by those seven steps. And like you said, the first one is imagination. What you can dream about, what you can imagine, you can actually bring into fruition. And that's really important because... We need to. We need to be able to live our life in a way that feels good to us, that, that's giving us a sense of accomplishment, a sense of purpose, a sense of love and self-support, and a sense of achievement. So when you use the term imagination, many of us, I mean, we all know what imagination means and feels, but you also touched on the word vision. And sometimes we think vision is something that big corporate presidents and leaders have. Can you give us a feel of how do we connect our imagination to manifest and identify what could become our vision as we work to power our dreams? You know, that's so very important because we, when we believe something, when we imagine something, we can actually create a picture of that in our minds. A lot of people create what's called a vision board where they're actually putting what they want to do onto a paper or onto a board. When you're creating that vision, to me, what's most important, and when I, when I actually work with individuals, I have them not only create that vision in their minds, but back it up 
by a sense of excitement, by a sense of positivity, believing, feeling that vision actually coming alive and coming to, into life and being out there already. And that's key because otherwise it's just a vision. Otherwise it's just, it's just a dream. And when we add our emotionality to it, our passion and our sense of, yes, we can, we can make it so. And vision boards have become more and more popular. And we've worked on vision boards here at Women Veterans Rock, and I've even done a, a vision board. And it really requires you to take some time to dig deep into your, your mind, your thoughts, your heart, and your spirit to be able to bring what you imagine to a visual place such as a vision board, right? Yes, and again, it's not just a visual piece, which is which is very important, but the vision has to be backed up by the emotion, by the belief that yes. <laughs> so for a moment, think about something. I'm talking not just to you, but to your audience. Think about something that you want to create, whether it's something for your career, whether it's something in a relationship, doesn't matter how big or how small it is. So think about that for a minute. Imagine it for a minute and visualize it as best you can. And when you visualize it, also get pumped up and see it, envisioning it as already happening. And when it's already happening, how would you feel if it's happening and this is your dream and this is your desire and this is something that you want to create and put out in the world for yourself, for others, you get excited, you feel good about it. And that's the part that really backs up the vision. Well, I feel very excited just hearing you talk about the steps that you have to go through with the imagination and visualizing and having um, a way of being able to capture that in more than just a word. And I it sounds like that is leading us to your next point about belief, really believing in what it is that you are visualizing. You know, belief is so important. Many of us have these dreams and have these ideas and things that we want to create, but we don't believe it. We don't believe it's possible. We don't believe we can do it. We may not believe that we have the ability or the wherewithal or the drive or the passion or the purpose or whatever it is. And belief is what, I'm using that word drive again, because belief is what really drives that vision, drives that passion and that purpose into life. And mm -hmm. so it's so important to figure out what's holding you back. Why, mm -hmm. What's holding you back from believing? And, and decide if this is something that I want to create, if this is something that I want in my life, then I have to believe it. I have to believe it wholeheartedly. I have to believe that, yes, I can, and yes, I will. Wow, those are powerful words. You say that sometimes we start with these barriers of not really believing what we can achieve. And we really have to uh, get to a point where we are able to trust in ourselves to believe that we can make some things happen, which actually probably takes us into point number three around know thyself. Well, sometimes when, when we're growing up or whatever, we take on other people's beliefs, we take on other people's judgments about who we are and what our values are and what we are capable of and what we can do. 
And it's so important to be able to take a look at who we truly are, really be able to separate other people's decisions or other people's beliefs about ourselves and and really look at our own. And what do we know about ourselves? What do we understand about who we are? Do we know our values? Do we know what stands in our way? Do we know the aspects of us that don't feel worthy or don't feel good enough? Because sometimes those things really interfere with us being able to to go forward? Do we know what our limitations are? Do we know what our passions are? Do we also know what our gifts and our, our talents are? Many people say, oh, we don't, I don't have the talent, I don't, I can't do this, I can't do, and, but we do. And it's really about digging in and looking at what, what excites you? What is it about your life? And, and maybe even when you were a young kid, what were things that you were drawn to? Some of that is also very important in knowing who we are. Knowing what our beliefs are about our abilities and being able to really take a look at what is standing in the way of us moving ahead. And sometimes when we look at ourselves, we really have to have a level of self-awareness. We really need to understand our strengths and our talents and what gets in the way. Sometimes it's, it's, it's a procrastination. Is it somebody else's belief about ourselves that's hindering us from believing in who we are and in what we're capable of? And that's why it's so important to really, and not everybody's comfortable with this, Professor Deb, but it's really important to do a little bit of a self-examination. What holds you back? What excites you? What are your dreams and visions and goals? What do you want to be? And it's also about letting go of blaming yourself or blaming others. You know, I work with with individuals and families, too, and sometimes I'll hear, oh, it's because my mother did this and my... And I say, okay, that's that was then, and I understand that we 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 may all have had challenging childhoods, whatever. But you have to be able to move past that, and you have to be able to embrace who you truly are, and be able to move forward despite what was in the way earlier, and take mm-hmm. a stand. I'm hearing you uh, make reference to the fact that in step number two around belief, there can be major barriers or hurdles for people to overcome. As you were talking about belief, I kept thinking about the word self-doubt. You talked about, you mentioned procrastination, and another word popped into my head, the imposter syndrome. So we really do have to spend some time getting some clarity on what we believe in ourselves and getting over hurdles like procrastination or self-doubt. And once we get over those hurdles of self-doubt or procrastination, it will allow us to get to that third point about knowing thyself. Because you asked the question uh, a couple of times, who we really are, for us to spend some time examining who are we truly and how do we separate ourselves. So maybe that's a, a question that you can help me with. How do we begin to separate ourselves from the belief systems that other people have about us. You know, it's interesting because I had to do that many times when, and I'll just share a little piece of of that in terms of myself. 
because my brain works very differently and this is something that I've been recently writing about and talking about and when I first came in I was doing what's called mirror writing when I first was able to write if you held it up to the mirror that was the only way you could read it so I was told by teachers and other people that I wasn't going to amount to anything those were beliefs that other people put on me that I really believed for a while because I wasn't like so-called whatever normal is. And I had to move past those to kind of rediscover, reinvent who I was, who I am, and kind of move past other people's beliefs to figure out what was important for me. And, And we all have to do that. We all have to move past failures that we've had, doubts that we may have had, but more importantly, what other people also put on us. Because sometimes we take that into our own belief system and make that true, and we don't have to. So it's so important to really recognize who you are without judgment. <laughs> Look at your limitations. And we all have limitations just like we all have strengths. We all have wonderful attributes, and we all have, whether it's procrastination or what, we all have flaws. I don't, I think, I always say we're perfectly imperfect or imperfectly perfect. And we have to be comfortable with that because we can always grow from the challenges, from the imperfections that we have and move forward. So it's really important to delve down and to really examine ourselves without criticism. So that we can look at, oh, well, gee, I, I, I haven't been able to do this, but now I'm going to try. Rather than, what's wrong with you? Why can't you do that? And, and beat ourselves up, which I used to do a lot of when I was younger based on other people's beliefs. I appreciate you sharing that with us because as we're going through this process of helping people to create the life that they love, we all have detours. And those detours can take all different sorts of sizes, shapes, and um, periods of time. And everybody's is probably a little bit different. So I appreciate the fact that you shared that with us because it helps us to understand, as you said, that we all have um, uh, flaws or uh, certain challenges that we have to work to overcome. And as I look in your book and I continue reading about creating the life that you love, you do have a segment on vision. And you talk about here, if you desire to go places, you must have a vision. And if you're thinking about getting from point A to point B, why is that such an important springboard to get you from where you are today to where you'd like to see yourself tomorrow? Right, right. And and we talked about having that vision and being able to visualize it and back it up with a sense of emotionality and positivity and believing that it's so. And without a vision, without a plan, without really knowing, we can just be floundering around. We need to be able to determine, decide, right this moment, everybody that's listening, what is it that you are passionate about? What is it that you want to do? And it doesn't have to be huge. Something small, something purposeful for you that makes you feel good, that makes you have a sense of satisfaction, a sense of accomplishment, whether it's in relationship, whether it's in putting something out into the world. And that's so very important. So you have to be able to visualize 
visualize it. You have to be able to have some idea of what that looks like. And when you have an idea of what that looks like, you can start to create it. I love it. And when we start to work on creating it, that takes us to the next step, which is have an action plan. In order for us to make this dream, this vision work, you talk to us about having an action plan. Can you give us some pointers on that part? of this process. Yes. Well, it, you know, we can, and I, I have to share another story because when I was going through my PhD and I was looking, I, I wrote down all the steps and that's important too. When you have a vision, it's, a, it's okay. How are we going to set it in motion? Because a vision without actually having a plan of action is just a vision or just a dream, which is great. But but it won't get it out there. It won't bring it into reality. So what's important is to be able to create it. So when I was going for my PhD, uh, I made a list, uh, and it must have been about 120 or more steps that I had to take. And Professor Deb, I was like frozen. It was like, oh my God, how am I going to do all this? Look at, it. and what I decided was that I would just go in order look at these different steps and take those steps, break them down into small manageable steps because looking at that whole 120 or 150 steps floored me and made me feel like that's totally impossible. But when I broke it down into little steps, it was much more achievable. And then I was able to, what I also did was I was able to check those steps off and reward myself in some way. And don't reward yourself with something that you're trying to not have, like chocolate or candy or something, but reward yourself with, with something positive that you can do. And that really helped me move forward because we do need to plan. We also need to know what could possibly stand in the way of getting this dream or creating whatever it is we want. We need to be able to look at that too. And also, what are the priorities to that? So again, look at those steps, make those steps manageable so that you're not feeling overwhelmed by the whole process. Choose this, a goal first. What's your goal? Is your goal to lose weight? Is your goal to feel better about yourself? Is your goal to be in a relationship? Is your goal to to speak in a podcast? What's your, what's your goal? Write down that goal. Decide that that's it. Determine what the steps are and also how long is it going to take. There's some sort of a timeline to be able to achieve that goal. And actually, I think it's important to write it down or put it in your phone. Have an idea. And what I did when I was going through my, my PhD was I, I would actually look at those steps make them manageable and be able to go through it on a regular basis so I would know what, where I was. Also, what are the resources? What's going to help you move forward with your plan, move forward with your goal, with your dream? And that's really important too. You know, sometimes we have a dream, sometimes we have a vision or a goal, and life gets in the way. Life, that's a part of it. So we may also need to tweak it or rework it or reframe it a little bit. And, and don't be demoralized by that. Don't give up because of that. Just reframe it a little bit, change it when you need to, but move forward with that goal 
have that plan, look at it, focus on it, and feel good about it. Well, actually, that's exactly what an action plan is for us to take it in bite-sized pieces and check off on our list of things that we are doing really well to move forward and to be able to keep an eye on the things that we want to continue to improve as we go through the process. So I think that you've just done a, a wonderful job of having us understand when you get to the point of an action plan as a part of this process to creating the life that you love, we have to take it in bite-sized pieces. And that example that you gave us of preparing for your PhD and you had over a 125 or so items on your list, I think that that was a smart move to break it down into bite-sized pieces so that you could get through it successfully. You know, it's interesting. I was so overwhelmed initially until I did that. I thought, this is impossible. How am I going to do this? How am I going to take all these steps? Once you break it down like that and see that they're achievable, whether it's three steps or five steps, we can do that. And then you accomplish them and then you feel, wow, look, I did that. And then Mm -hmm. you look at the next several steps and you can do that too and basically you move forward and you get to how many steps you have and it's like I did it and feel good about it absolutely absolutely sometimes it just requires you focusing on that piece until you get it completed until you move to the next segment of your plan which says to me that an individual has to have a certain amount of dedication in working on creating a life that they're going to love and they're going to love for the rest of their life. And you talk about in your strategy is dedication is your commitment to you. What do you mean by that? Well, it's so important to recognize that we really have to believe in ourselves. We talked about that, but not only believe in ourselves, we have to commit to ourselves. So what does that mean? It means that I'm going to get this done. I'm going to overcome the the limitations that that I have, that I think I have, whatever I think stands in my way, whether or not I have doubts, and there are always going to be in our lives setbacks or disappointments. But despite those, don't waver. Continue with with the plan, continue moving ahead. That's what the dedication is. It's it's that even though something may stand in your way, you have persistence, you have drive to move through it no matter what, and the passion and the energy so that you can persist. That's actually dedication, allowing yourself to move through life and to move through the challenges and despite what comes up, be determined to do it, be determined to move forward, to reach your goal, to realize your dream, to create Mm -hmm. the life you love no matter what. Yes. Well, we have this concept in my office and on my team. We call it CIP, which is the Continuous Improvement Process. And it sounds a little bit like the last step in your process, which is called We to Succeed. Remember to weed and weed often. 
release emotional clutter, remove mental clutter. Talk to us about that concept. Well, it is so important. We have doubts. We have misgivings. We we can feel that something's going to get in our way. These are some of the mental weeds. We can procrastinate. We'd say, yeah, I'm going to do it, but today, not today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes. Maybe I'll do it the next day. That's the procrastination that's not going to get us done. Also, part of emotional reading is looking at, are we having anger? Do we, are we resent, resenting our lives, resenting people in them, resenting our past? Mm-hmm. Are we feeling that we can't move forward? Are we, do we have habits? That's a whole other thing. Habits that really block us from moving ahead. And we really have to be able to take a look at those things, and that's also part of digging in a little bit and seeing who we are, like we talked about earlier, really being aware of who we truly are and what gets in our way. So if we have those weeds, whether it's anger, whether we need to forgive ourselves for something we did a long time ago, we'll forgive others because if we don't, that becomes toxic within us. We have to be able to let go of them. We have to be able to decide that we have the courage and that what we want to do, our choices, where we want to go with our Mm -hmm. dream, with our goal, with our life, is more important than any of those weeds. And so it is important to let go of them. And it is important to let go of whatever kind of toxicity that we have that is blocking us. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we've created beliefs about ourselves or created feelings about ourselves and and they don't work anymore. So maybe it's about time to take a look at, well, what's standing in our way? That belief that I'm not good enough is blocking me. That thought that I can't do it is blocking me from moving forward. Those are the weeds that really keep us in a safe place. But but the safe place is not always moving forward. Oftentimes, we don't like moving ahead, being out of our comfort zone, because that could be challenging and scary and uncomfortable. But I always say to people, think about what you really want. No matter what, you're going to do it. You're going to achieve it. And that even if you have a momentary doubt or a momentary feeling of, I'm not going to be able to do it. Let go of that. Dispel that. Because let the the purpose, the feeling, the drive for what you want to do really outnumber or override all of those weeds and all of those doubts and be able to let go of them. Oftentimes, and, and I was working with somebody the other day who was talking about wanting to do something in her life, but but her family was keeping her back, not letting her feel that she was capable of doing that. It's important to take a look at who in our life is supporting us. And I'm not saying that you you have to diss your family, but what I'm saying is that you have to be able to move ahead despite that and decide that you're not going to take on that belief system and you're going to move forward besides that, in spite of that. My, oh, my, you are right. We all have a few weeds in our garden, and you characterize them as weeds as you talk about the strategy, but they're really habits, and these are habits that may hold us back 
from achieving the things that we want to achieve in our lives. And I'm going to ask if you would, you mentioned something about support system and families. And as we bring today's conversation to a close about creating the life you love, perhaps you can give us some instructions on how we can create a support system of family and friends that support our vision, that support us in generating and developing a foundation for creating and living the life that we love. Can you give us some instructions about how we create that support system that's going to support our visions? It's important to to share your vision and to share your dreams with people that believe in you, with people that are like-minded, with people that want you to succeed. Many people can be jealous or not, not really want you to succeed, and, and you're part of a beautiful community that wants everybody in the community and, and, and the people that are, are listening to, be, to succeed, to do better, to move forward, and that's important to have people in your life, and you choose those people. You may have people that doubt that, but you have choices about bringing people into your life who support you and also whom you support. And it's a beautiful thing when you have friends and invite them in, and they're as excited as you are about your achievements, and you're as excited as they are about their achievements and their goals. And that's a, those are the people that you need to spend more time with that you need to exchange your ideas and your goals and your visions and your dreams and what you want to do. Sometimes you don't do that with people that are doubtful or with people that don't want to support you. That's okay. But they they may not be privy to all of the beautiful dreams and visions and ideas that you have because they, they they don't really want to support you. So build a community, build a network, build a group of people around you that you can support and that can also support you. It's beautiful when that happens, and you know that to be true, Professor Mm -hmm. Deb, for the community and the network that you've built. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel connected. It makes us feel that we belong, and it makes us feel valued, and that's very important. Dr. Joanne White, it has simply been delightful to spend some time with you and helping us to understand some of the very valuable and important steps that we can do, we can work on beginning today in creating the life that we love. As we close out today's conversation, are there any words of wisdom that you would like to leave with our listeners? No matter the challenges, no matter what stands in your way, you need to believe and truly believe with your heart, with your soul, with your mind, that you can move past them, that you can surmount those challenges and be able to move forward to create a life, a dream, whatever it is, so that you're living a life that you feel good about and feeling good about yourself and continuing to create that life onward so that you're living your dream and it's beautiful. But you need that dedication. You need that commitment. You need that ability to really examine yourself and you need that belief in yourself that I can and I will and that's so important. Thank you, Dr. Joanne White. 
I encourage all of our listeners to follow her at drjoannewhite.com. Her work is amazing. Her spirit is just phenomenal. And she's always encouraging to all of the individuals that she works with. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. You are an angel and a gift, and I am delighted and honored to be a part of this today. Thank you for joining us here at Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. We thank Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, a national enduring partner of Women Veterans Rock for their longtime support and for their shared vision of service, inclusion, and equality. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, we want to thank our sponsors, Comcast NBC Universal Military and Veterans Affairs for their support of women veterans, military families in the production of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. And there's one last thing before we go. We continue to encourage women to be proactive about their health, work in understanding our resources, and actively build and sustain our own communities of support. And in the words of Mrs. Michelle Obama, former First Lady of the United States of America, an American attorney, and a best-selling author, and she says, our communities, our countries, and ultimately our world is only as strong as the health of our women. Now, Posse, take us home.